Hello, welcome to the after party where Inara has a new haircut and it's very important that everyone knows it. Let's talk about Inara's haircut, everyone. Yes. So she had some options. She could yes. have gone beehive. That's yes. what it's called, right? Sure. She could have gone buzz cut. Okay. But instead she went with faux hawk pompadour kind of situation. Yep. Yep. What was the thinking and, and what's the color? What was the inspiration? I want to know the process yeah. every single Who did step. she go to? So the answer to all of your questions is gay. Um <laughs> Because uh, having had so many now strong female role models in her life over the last few months, Inara is just ready to commit to a haircut and a lifestyle that she could not have when she was at home. And so she has gone for the full short on the sides, longer on top, styled into a bit of a little little retro pompadour. Um, her hair is silvery colored, which it was before, but it was more kind of like chin or Beautiful. shoulder length. Love it. So now she just has a statement, sort of like regal older woman who is like shorter hair because she has like better shit to do than style her hair but it is still like intentional that is her whole vibe and she hopes that captain alex notices now what is captain alex's hairstyle well first of all this is thieves can't do hair the podcast within a podcast where we talk about anara's haircut <laughs> amanda is mouth agape <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's stunned at how good that pun was. I am the uh, colon D face right now. <laughs> this is a queer eye for the straight assassin. No, wrong. This is, <laughs> this is queer eye it's for not, the queer it's assassin. Not, it's not true, but it's very good. Queer eye for the queer assassin, where we talk about a style help for the modern day woman. Now, what is Alex's hairstyle? Is it just a buzz cut? I don't know. You haven't. Oh, hmm. That's what I would think. I mean, we've definitely but met Alex will. before. No, so Captain, Alex a has a, Captain Alex has a high top bun that she keeps under her various sailing equipment now, hair. Her hat. routine for keeping, the, see, the salt water is going to mangle your hair, you know? You have to get a lot of special products. So does she upkeep it or is she just like a natural kind of like I flow with the ocean kind of thing? She definitely flows with the ocean. Beautiful. I, I can say it. that on I behalf of Captain Alex as she's come out of my brain that is, she loves the ocean. Is there maybe a starfish, like a tiny starfish somewhere in there? Brandon, get your head out of your ass. There's no starfish Brandon, on the lake. Brandon, that's buried inside for her intimate partners to <laughs> so we started a new art today <laughs> and it's called what eric it's called bachelorette Hair party that's why party. we're talking about love it's called bachelorette party i don't know i always just picture like who's gonna fall in love with each other on the bachelorette party but that's just my upbringing as a queer lady looking for myself in media so if tracy and anara and johnny had to fall in love with one npc everyone yeah. pick anara. okay well you can't you choose alex. You gonna... alex why well, okay, you well, can, but yeah, why? that's a given. <laughs> I won't do that just to be surprising. Yes. Just think about it for a second, and let's just say on three oh. who our characters would fall in love with. And okay. it could be like best friend platonic love if that's what suits you. No, it Johnny's has to be it. non-platonic, very sexual, very Johnny's very good, it. very healthy love. Johnny's okay. <laughs> All right, Eric, would you count us down? All right, three, two, one. Light slash shadow. <laughs> Actually, Johnny has such a sexual relationship with the shadow. No, but don't mess it up. The sexual side is the shadow. The emotional side is the light. That's Together, true. because they are codependent, the shadow and the light, Johnny is in a great threesome. You're Brandon, in a great what throuple. Did you say? What? What did you say? I don't. What? What's I said Jamie. 
Jamie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, did Brandon have a little crush? I didn't know. Brandon, that. Brandon's fine. Did Tracy have a little crush? <laughs> I think Tracy has a little bit of a crush. I like how you this is like in-game shipping. I love that. I mean, it's not shipping if it's my own character. I know, that's why I think it's funny. <laughs> it's canon, it's canon. So what what about Jamie appealed to Tracy? I think it was the first person he's run into that he's actually had like a um not com- combative is the wrong word, but someone who can actually like Take him on and 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 shut him down like an, an equal appear an equal yeah. I feel like Johnny's a little insulted by that, but is an old man and can be okay with that. <laughs> Johnny's his brother, I think. His dad, father. Brother. Yeah, yeah, his dad, father. Everyone's dad. His uncle. If you remember the episode, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna cut it, but I don't think Tracy was very happy about Jamie leaving. I think he was trying to get him to stay. Oh, I didn't catch that. I think it's tough for Tracy. It's nice to know that like. When I was in high school, I, like, pined after girls who, like, didn't know I was there. So Tracy is, like, in his beginning phases of life, and he's pining after people who don't know he's there and only care about murder, much like my high school experiences. Tracy did spend an extended period of time just embracing Jamie. That's true. That we really have Just restraining him in the hut. It was kind of private. It was shadowed. I don't know what went on there. Listen, fans, you can talk about it amongst yourselves. Kisses. It was kisses. <laughs> I don't. I also don't think Tracy exactly knows what's happened. Like, I don't think he knows. I, like I, like queer youth and like youth of all stripes, <laughs> you just don't know what's happening inside. It's just a lot. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Or just like, you know, being a kid in general and like, yeah. oh, what are feelings kind of thing. I know. You, know? you don't know until you kind of look at it in retrospect. You just forgot to like screw that part of your arm the right amount that morning and that's you're fine now. Oh, no. My feelings button has been pushed. <laughs> how nice would that be, right? To just like recalibrate your feelings like, oh, this is what it's supposed oh to be now. yes. Wait, that's is rage button just a feeling button? Is that what that is? It's like, a, yeah, it's an anger, anger button. It's intense. anger button. <laughs> yeah. So we are seeing a very cool new part of our world. But before we get there, we had a kind of eventful journey. I just taught Oak Cake some tricks. It was very cute. I'm excited to kind of see where that fruit goes in the future. But Tracy and Johnny, what did you guys get up to? In my head, Tracy was going to like go up to Anara and be like, look at the watch I made and like try to impress Anara because I don't think he's impressed Anara yet. But that didn't have time. No, I just jumped into the abyss first. I yeah. fell off the tech. <laughs> you jumped. You jumped. No, I fell. I no, fully fell. The, the ground opened beneath him and he swallowed him up. Oh, that How part, charitable yes. of you, Johnny. Right, I want to make clear, first of all, that I followed D&D regular falling damage. You do 1d6 for each 10 feet that you fall. I rolled 5d6 for Tracy and 3d6 for Johnny. And the numbers just said that Johnny took more damage. I just want to put that out there. Sure. I'm not targeting everyone's favorite old man. But before that happened, you guys had a really interesting moment on the caravan. So whose idea was that? I have, from day one of me getting Robomancy, like, I have always wanted to, like, mess around with robotics and Tracy since in Tracy's character backstory, it was Johnny who kind of reawoke him. So I always wanted to do something like that as we were planning out what we were going to do on the caravan. Brandon was talking about wanting to take some pieces out of him and make something. And I kept going like, I have those parts. You don't have to take it away from you. I have a book that can help you train. You don't have to do that. And we're like, instead of me just sleeping the whole trip, we could just make something together. Granddad wakes up for about an hour per day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm level one artificer now. And what an artificer does is make things. I think he's a magical engineer, essentially. And I think I wanted to get on the road of not only like, 
learning about myself, but also like um, <laughs> learning how to build things outside of me and make cool things. Yeah, and I have the Robomancy, which is like I wanted, you know, mess with the gears and things. Is Robomancy is... the theme of the Bachelorette game? Bachelorette colon Robomancy, but it's roman. It's like rom romance. romanticy. Rom yeah. That. Oh no, this was bad. Is it just all robots? No, I'm it's just ro it's just romanticy. How about Robomancy of the heart? That's very good. Yeah, that's what romanticy is. It's your, mm -hmm. your manipulation of feelings. Mm -hmm. It is. What I really like about your relationship is one, I got to sing Cat's Cradle, and two, <laughs> is that this is like the first time that both of you have built something. It's like your entire relationship is built upon the fact that Johnny can like power machines and has powered Tracy, but like you guys have both built a thing together. I think that's really interesting from like new skills that you've gained over the course of this adventure. Yeah, it's definitely an evolution of the relationship. Like, I think previously Tracy was dependent on Johnny for essentially survival in a sense. Like, I think Johnny was a little more flappable, but... I mean, I would... At least, like, in my head canon, like, the whole thing that... Is that, like, Johnny sees a Warforged kind of, like, semi-pitifully, like, sitting... I believe it was on a well, and is like... I'm spreading the light. Let's spread the light to this. And all Johnny does is really kickstart you because just you have all the mechanisms and the magics of the Warforge to keep you going once you're just like, boom, get that little burst of energy to start. And that's what happened with the watch. I don't think at first Johnny really thought about what he was doing or the consequences of it. And then over time, he's hopefully has hopefully he's been thinking about it. But obviously, we're we're good friends. I like to think that this isn't canon, but <laughs> I like Is to think not? as Johnny was walking away, Tracy just kind of like took three steps behind him and stopped when Johnny would stop, and then Johnny <laughs> would keep moving, and then Tracy would stop. Oh, that walking. absolutely happened. And eventually, we gained trust, and he stood next to him, like a fun. Fantasia shadow or something. Yeah, it's pretty adorable. But we also got to see um, a little bit of something I've been excited about, which was. The, a little more of the sigil, the runes on Tracy take a, a larger role. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but I've been excited about that for a while. And I think as I get more magical bits going on, we'll see more of what that means. And I know Johnny is excited to have another real magic user on the team because, hold on, because Brandon just gave me a look like that. When it comes to uh, rogues and how they use magic, uh, like Mage Hand, it's not real magic. It's more like they are... They kind of make it happen through just like trickery or whatever in terms of the canon of how their magic works. We do it in a fun way by having like a Mickey Mouse hand do that. But ha ha, I'm stealing your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but not like real, real magic, <laughs> which an artificer can do. I'm steamrolling through this to avoid <laughs> the lawsuits. Mickey Mouse is going to stab you in the butt. They oh, will buy this. and sell us in a moment, guys. We need to be careful. No, nope, uh -huh, Disney, buy my property. Yeah, but no, to me. Oh, shucks, Mickey. I don't know. No, that's, that's a very bad goof. <laughs> that was pretty good, Daffy. Thank you, Donald. Donald, whatever. <laughs> to me, magic with rogues is just kind of like shortening the physical distance. It's like a fast pass or a shortcut or like a buffering jump where you can just kind of like reach slightly further or go slightly faster or just have a little bit more influence over the physical world than you otherwise would. Whereas I feel like a lot of your magic is like truly conjuring from nothing. And that's just not the kind of stuff that I think Anara would be even interested in doing. Now, did you say fast pass because we were making a bunch of Disney jokes? Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I think it's suitable, but yes. 
I, for one, am really excited to see more about the world that we find ourselves in. The idea of a, like, underworld or an iceberg-shaped thing where whatever is on the surface is not necessarily indicative of everything else that is to be discovered is just so interesting to me. And I love that. Guys, do you have any predictions on what it is that we're going to find here? I mean, in my head, I immediately thought of the Underdark, and I'm very curious to see if that is a thing. Now, if anyone hasn't played D&D before, the Underdark is sort of like the... It's not like hell. It's sort of like purgatory (laughs) almost-esque. It's like a it's a place underground that's like full of really seedy characters, full of big bad monsters, scary. I like that one song says heaven is a place on earth. The underdark is a place on earth. It's not that right. it's like a plane of existence. Yeah. It's just way bigger than anyone thinks it is and it's like spans throughout everything. Kind of like a Doove and Boosters where it's like everywhere and nowhere at the same time. If Tortopolis is like the underdark, then Oh, no. Spider Queen. Well, traditionally, yeah. Traditionally, it holds... uh, What are the races that live there? Drow. Drow. All sorts of orc, kobold... Traditionally scary, icky monsters from Lord of the Rings, whatever. Cole is a tiefling. I am excited about the Underdark. I say that because Tracy speaks Undercommon. Hey. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Because you know he was a detective. And he went into the seedy, seedy under places. Right. Made some street it. urchins. I thought of Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere, which is a novel that takes place in a sort of like anti-London or an underground London, a shadow London, which I really super enjoyed. Sort of like a Jekyll and Hyde-esque aesthetic where it's like a really dark-esque London. Yeah, it's like a quasi-medieval fairy fae realm that you can access via certain like kind of hidden points, platform nine and three quarters, like mm. Diagon Alley style, and kind of like nefarious business happens there. And once you go there, time passes differently, like morals are different. You can, you know, accidentally promise away stuff you didn't plan to give away. So just the idea that deals and exchanges aren't quite what they seem I find to be really compelling. It's really cool. At some point, can we play the Jack the Ripper one shot? Fuck yes. That would be so much fun. I would DM that. Let's do it. Oh, shit. New Patreon goal. That's our jingle. New Patreon goal. There is also a very good board game. I think it's called Whitechapel. I've played a few times. I've heard of that. It makes sense. I've played it like two or three times and it's really good. You liked it? It, Yeah. I play it at PAX, actually. It's really great. And you're hunting Jack the Ripper and it's really great. I love that. And we should find it and procure it and play it. I have a whole bunch of questions. All right. This one is from Darcy. What is each character's dream theater role? Johnny's <laughs> living it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not, I, <laughs> it's the eventual musical about Johnny's life. That's Johnny's living a musical in his head. Like Hamlet is perfect for Tracy, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think Inara would have fun playing like all of the cowboys in Oklahoma or any <laughs> and any get your gun. Um, she'd be all everybody in any get your gun. Yeah, she'd be she'd like, be a like real professor. I will ride a horse across the stage for two hours. I don't care what you guys say. I'm the horse and the rider. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye, Birdie. What's the guy's name? Birdie. 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 Isn't it something? <laughs> I was in that too. Johnny's Birdie. I think Johnny Birdie would whatever. play P- Prospero in The Tempest. Like, just yes. give advice, oh, be a dad, like, marshal the forces, yeah. yell at a fairy. Yeah. You're done. We got a really thoughtful question from JJ on our Discord. As everyone is more or less in stride with their characters now, I'm wondering if you have any character creation regrets. Like, you wished you went with a slightly different option to the one you chose. 
As it's been pointed out to me by Eric and myself, I've kind of, <laughs> as I've pointed out to myself, I may have min-maxed a bit for Johnny. So I don't actually regret any of the decisions, especially my decisions when I leveled up and could have been upping my strength, which is a negative one, or helping myself in the areas where Johnny is not great at. I think if I had tried to really fully pursue the min-max life and fully pursue the, like, make this an OP character, I would have regretted it. So I like that Johnny has, like, a lot of persuasion, so he can just do that. And, you know, he's not good at any of the, like, strength-related things. But I don't regret that. And I don't regret... I really don't regret any of my choices with him. I think he's a fun character. If he were in any way different in terms of class or, or who he is, I would regret maybe some of the, the fact that I prioritize most of my spells in, like, jokish spells. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I, I enjoy that. For me, the, like, I would do that anyway with a character is not have necessarily, quote-unquote, useful spells because that's more fun. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way you're pointing together, Johnny. If I have any regrets for you, it's that wizards didn't like follow through by finishing the Undying Light and just kind of scrapped it and made the warlock into a cleric. Yeah. Yeah, I regret the timing in that there are some very cool rogue subclasses that came out in Xanthar's that I wish I was able to consider. But I love my flippy teen assassin and got no regrets there. Yeah. I think, again, Anara as an Inquisitor or Anara as a mastermind, something that's, like, less stabby yeah. and more just, like, manipulative, which is, like, the way that our game's going. Yeah. It's just less assassinate. Yeah, my inclination as a person is to talk things out and not go for fisticuffs or, you know, hard deadlines or anything. So that could have been a cool fit, but I think the character has definitely grown into her subclass and has grown because of her subclass. So it wouldn't be the Anara we know if uh, her subclass were different. I don't know. This is a hard question. Like, when I first started this character, and we talked about it briefly on the Character Lab, if you guys listened to that episode, I was a paladin originally. Tracy was a paladin, which sucked. Just, like, mechanically, like, it was just too much information. So I I simplified a lot, and I sort of chose a class that I didn't really like. It's not really interesting to me, Barbarian, but it's, like, sort of necessary in this production space of I have to look after the audio stuff while playing a game, which is divides my attention a lot. So it's tricky. I don't know if I would... I think a lot of this can be solved down the line of like thinking about like multi-classing and thinking about other things like that. But I think I was hamstringed. I think I still am a little hamstring right now as a character of I can just punch and that's pretty much it which kind of is boring to me. But I think I've made up a lot of that in actual, like, just character development, like a character persona. I think he has a personality. I think he has a... He's, like, fairly living. But as terms of, like, D&D go, it's pretty basic. I would have liked to seen, like, a, a slightly more magical Tracy, I think. But I, I mean, I think that for the three of our characters, it's kind of better that we haven't fully focused on combat heavy stuff and that we are focused more on the RP side of it. Cause I've said it a billion times. That's what's more interesting to me about D and D and role playing games in general. I love rolling the dice and we still roll the dice for our skills, which, you know, Tracy has good skills. Anara has great skills. Johnny has some really great and some really not great skills. Um, <laughs> Like, that's what's fun. We don't have to be the best at punching by doing super crazy punches. No, but that's not that's not what I mean. I mean, like, to your point, like, 
I don't think Tracy has skills. I think he is a strong boy. He can lift rocks. Like, other than that, I think he just kind of bumbles his way through things, which is really annoying. He's really high in constitution, but that is rarely used. <laughs> I feel like, unfortunately for you, you've also rolled badly because you do have some True. good skills, but you've it's almost every time when you're about to be that investigator or do that, like, amazing thing, you... You crit fail. I mean, I, I think that works to our advantage, though, because Tracy is a hammer and not a scalpel. But you have, like, developed the character such that, like, he knows that. And he's he's True. really, you know, conscientious about when he uses range and not and when he goes in for, like, a physical response to situations and not. So I think it's really interesting to know that a character is kind of, in his conception, one thing to bring to the party. And he's going to do all he can not to do that or he's going to, you know, leverage it when he wants to. And it, I think that would less interesting or that wouldn't be the case if he were able to you know cast spells on the fly or something true i think as a player like in other games i've played i am much more of a scalpel and that's honestly where i feel best it's not i've never had such a rich character that i've had with tracy but like like i played like a wild magic sorcerer that basically carries the team at points like he's amazing and he's a gnome and he's fun but like i do feel like i'm following y'all's leads a lot which Really, Tracy? Because I feel like you make choices and we just deal with it. <laughs> that is true. True, 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 true. But, like, but in major, in combat moments, yes. But in major yeah. like plot development moments where we like talk to NPCs and stuff, like I don't feel like I can have a say a lot of the time because Tracy, as a character, wouldn't have a say. He doesn't really care very much about like political ongoings and like dealings with folks that isn't just like what his immediate goal is or what his long-term goal is. And... I think he enjoys spending time with people and he's enjoys spending time with the party, but he's not, he doesn't really like have a stake in the metagame that we have going or like the game itself, like the, the intrigue, the political stuff, the, all that stuff. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know if it's a regret, but I think as a player, I miss some of like being a leader. I think that's one vote for having multiple campaigns, right? Totally. Where you can play different things. You can DM one, be a player in the other exercise different parts of your personality and your brain. Yeah. I'm very nervous about how Johnny's going to do in The Bachelorette. I'm nervous about Johnny's light situation. Inara is not worried at all. I'm ready to (laughs) rock it. I'm going to win. I have a cute dog next to me, and I have a great new haircut. It is funny that Tracy is now thrust into the sort of intermediary between the two of you, where he's been (laughs) sort of ousted previously, because now we have someone who is very at home and someone who is horribly not at home and I'm just chilling because I don't I have robot eyes the thing is is that as long as I'm able to make enough light around me I should be okay and I have a feeling there's gonna be light in this place it's not like they live in darkness I mean people. we're fully illuminated right now in the middle of a Coliseum television set. that is fair good point and it's TV so you need to have good lighting you I'm do. assuming it's fantasy TV but who knows I mean sure I mean it's also just like performance with an audience there so whatever. either way you need good lighting so you know, not that this is the start of the campaign to get Johnny to win. Vote Hashtag for me, team Johnny Inara. B. Vote for me, Johnny B. Vote for me if you want. It's fine. Guys, first of all, this is not American Idol. People aren't texting in. Call in <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, we could get a Google Voice number and find out. I just want to say, first of all, shout out to my friend Adrienne, who I talked about running a Bachelor Bachelorette themed D&D campaign months and months ago. So thank you for getting this in my head. I'm so fucking stoked for this arc, guys. Hold on to your butts. Get your bachelorette pool started now, immediately. 
Yes. Please call the number to tell us why Johnny or Inara or I guess Tracy as the dark horse pick or maybe Oatcake should be winning this competition. Are there we want to hear from you. Are there any other contestants? I'm sorry I interrupted. We don't know yet. But we Tracy know yet. does have the biggest muscles. So like, Inara does have the cutest and most spunky look. I have a cannon for an arm. I am a licensed therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I have flesh. Not to pull a flesh card, but I have flesh. Oh, that's what does Johnny have? I can do handshakes real great. Johnny has piety. You know what? Inar has fun. I'm a very good hugger. That's true. Listen, I got that emotional light side, and I got that sexy shadow side. Which you completely don't embrace and try to shove as much as you can and sublimate under the light. Embrace. This is called growing as. A warlock. Hey, Tracy's, Tracy's going to get a haircut and match it. <laughs> Can we all get haircuts and match it? Nara just just three stone her. faces in a row. And then it, it we'll give O-Cake a little twirl on top, too. <laughs> Listeners, I think you are the only ones who can adjudicate this besides whoever in Eric's fantasy world is going to be choosing the winner here. But I am stoked. I freaking love and hate this whole Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise franchise. I participated in a Bachelorette betting pool last season, and it was great fun, even though I lost spectacularly. So I am here for it. I can confirm that I've seen exactly zero full episodes of any of those things and can barely get through the commercials. I listened to the podcast by our own Griffin McElroy. And by our, our own. own. <laughs> our own. Our best own. friend. And our imaginary peer. That we don't know at all. Um, and just Rachel McElroy, who is also probably better than Griffin. <laughs> Got him. Hot take. I enjoy the type of television that the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise TV series creates. I think it's super trashy and ridiculous and definitely like over the top. Though I acknowledge that it's crazy manipulative and the things that happened on Bachelor in Paradise last season was super murky. And I take all of this really seriously, the ways that like heterosexuality is like foisted upon these people. But I think this is a very interesting place for us to play. We're, we're using this as a structure and no one is telling us to do this. And I think you should just come along with me and see how fun this is. Also, I'm thinking like this is like unreal, that one show on Lifetime. We're, we're being critical of this thing while still living in this world. So I just want to get out ahead of that. I think if there's someone I would trust to do this correctly, it would be our good DM, Eric. Me too. These shows frustrate me, but I will <laughs> win. <laughs> because I want to win. Well, I'm excited to see what comes next. And thank you for joining us for this after party. Please uh, let us know what you think. Send us a voice memo. You can reach us at 443-971-1106. And you can email us if you go to jointhepartypod.com. There's a little contact button. We also have transcripts for every single episode and after party and punch bowl up on the website for you, for your friends who are deaf of hard of hearing, or if you just want to like have a transcript to go and see how we spell certain names, it is there for you. Fun fact, I've spoken to people who don't speak English or English is not their first language. There you go. And they found that the transcripts are really useful. And that was really nice to hear. That is awesome. I love to read along with subtitles in French or in Spanish as I watch TV shows. It's very helpful for understanding. So I am super stoked that helps others enjoy the show. I also want to say, you can spell Tracy however you want to spell Tracy. (laughs) No, Tracy has an E. Listen. When the way I spell it, it was an E, but he doesn't care. He's not a grammar bot. How about Alonzo? S or Z? Z. Z, baby. Slightly (laughs) sexy. 
Slightly sexy. And hashtag. slightly zesty. Does it Martinson has like two R's and like three S's? Every time I write Martinson, Tom it's Bjorn a different way. is just like who oh the fuck Oh my god, knows? I spell Tom Bjorn like five different five different ways. <laughs> Point being, this outro is going off the rails. <laughs> but there's lots of goodness in store for you at jointhepartypod.com. And you can join us on all the social media places at jointhepartypod on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can go to jointhepartypod.tumblr.com to see some good, good fan art and some other character art and D&D jokes. It is a really nice place, as is our Patreon, where we post all kinds of goodies just for our patrons. And we have a thriving Discord where folks post pictures of their corgis and their brownies and their morning commutes and their cute selfies from parties. And there's just like all kinds of amazing stuff going on. So join us for as little as $1 per episode at patreon.com slash join the party pod. That is going to do it for us. Please join us in two weeks for our next episode of the Bachelorette Party Arc. We cannot wait to see you there. See you later. Bye. Undying light and shadow be with you. Uh. Wow. Wow.